Hi, this is Tim Golden of the Motown Philly Podcast, here asking you an important question. Are you a woman survivor of childhood sexual abuse? If so, your voice is your strength and your healing journey starts now. Broken to Blessed, hosted by Michelle Hall, is the podcast designed specifically to serve you. Tune in to witness the remarkable transformation as survivors share how they reclaim their lives through the power of their voices. This podcast is your safe space to find your voice and thrive. Explore real stories of resilience, growth, and empowerment, and discover how your voice can be the key to unlocking your healing journey. Ready to rewrite your story? Subscribe today to Broken to Blessed with Michelle Hall on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Broken to Blessed, where your voice transforms your story and paves the way to a life of empowerment. And remember, life can get better. You just have to do the work. Hello and welcome to season two, episode 12, I believe, or 13. I don't know. I think I may have lost count, y'all. I'm so sorry. I think we're on 13 based on based on last week's editing. There you go. Appreciate that love. Appreciate that love. Got you. Welcome to season two, episode 13 of the Motown Philly podcast. I'm Tim Golden here with my co-host. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Jay Hall, in this pace. What up, dope? You hear him. You hear him. You hear him in full effect. Jason Hall, that co-host from uh, the Motown, uh, Motown in Motown, Philly, Motown, Detroit, uh, city of city of cars, city of music, city of the hits, baby. Hitsville. Right, city of all the Motown hits. Jason Hall's the Motown and Motown Philly. Yours truly, Tim Golden, is the Philly in Motown Philly from the city of brotherly love. So happy and blessed to be back with you again this week for another episode that we think is timely and concerns an issue that has a lot to do with communication connection and community because you know here Motown Philly that's what we all about listen before we get into this topic I gotta pass it on to Jason Hall for the time honored tradition here at the Motown Philly podcast of expressing our gratitude for all things Motown Philly especially for your listening ears Jay tell the people man how thankful we are Gratitude game stays tight, guys. Listen, it is the Christmas season. And in this particular month, we often start to be reflective about the year that has gone by. And Tim and I are just really thankful and we're grateful to approach another end of the year and bring these conversations to the forefront that help to get you guys to think a little bit that hopefully something that we says 
that we say resonates somewhere deep inside of you that causes you to actually think and even make changes and we get to do this like we don't have to do it but we get to do it so there's a gratefulness inside of me and inside of us that kind of overwhelms us as we think about what we're what we get to say uh, on these podcast streets that might inspire somebody that might create that ripple effect that goes on into your system that might come out and go into someone else's system so as we speak as we talk about relevant topics that deal with how can we be better today than than yesterday these topics help move the needle inside of you and we pray that they move the needle inside of those who you come into community with like tim said we all about communication connection and community those three things are powerful to the human being to the human species that helps us to thrive in great ways so very grateful very grateful for another opportunity to sit in front of these mics and share this these moments with tim and you guys our incredible audience listen if you know this is making an impact in your life please share it please share it you might not have to share to everyone but i know you know somebody who you are in communication and connection and community with that might hear some of the things that we talk about, we encourage you to 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 share this. So let me not be long-winded. Yo, I am hella grateful for you guys. I'm hella grateful for this opportunity to sit in front of you um, and share in conversation that really helps to make a difference in lives. So Tim, I'm just, I'm grateful, bro. I'm grateful for you and grateful for another opportunity. Absolutely, Jay. I'm grateful for you, grateful for the opportunity to do this. Like Jason said, we don't have to do this. We get to do this. This is not an obligation. It's an opportunity. This is not a chore. It's a joy. This is not a task. It is terrific. Mm -hmm. And so Jason and I are thankful for that. Jason likes to say gratitude game, stay tight. And in the spirit of the season, I would say the gratitude game stay tight like a pair of pantyhose, two sizes too small for Santa Claus. Gratitude game is airtight. Airtight. Got to be that way because that puts us in the right mood and the spirit to be here with you. Just think of us in your living room, man, sitting around eating some pizza and some wings. Man. Wait, wait, we're sipping on some eggnog, Brody. Hey, I think eggnog is straight nasty. So it'd be more, it'd be more for Jason and more for the guests. Listen, just give me a little, just give me a little grape juice, and I'll be straight. Yo, set the set the ambiance. We got a fire going, chick. Like we got. Listen, y'all, we in your living room. Motown Philly family. We sitting around, man. The fire, the weather outside is frightful. It's so delightful, man. Yeah. And some pizza. We got some wings. We got some some adult beverages for those mm-hmm. adults and for the non-alcoholic folks like me. We got some some cranberry juice, man. <laughs> some juice, and we got some lime wedges on the side that I'm going to oh. squeeze in my drink, man. Oh. It's going to sit there in some big, on some big yeah. couches, man, with ottomans 
enough for every foot in the house. And we just gonna put our feet up, man. And in this context, as the wind howls outside, we're going to sit by the fire, man, and talk about communication, connection, and community in the context of a current event. I love that scene, man. I wish I was in that living room right now, but that's all right. We're going we gonna to be in there. We in there like swimwear. We finna stay there. So there's a recent event that happened, and you know... If you've been with us, and to the OGs out there who've been with us since since August of 22, man. Shout out to the day ones. Y'all know who y'all are. Shout out to the day ones. For y'all who've been with us since day one, you know that Jason and I come from two amazing sports towns. Mm-hmm. And we have just amazing histories, mm-hmm. uh, storied franchises in Detroit. From the Lions, they go all the way back to Night Train Lane, man. You know, Night Train Lane was in a bar, and he got into a fight, man. Somebody saw him throw somebody out of a bar in in the 1950s, man. They said, you ought to try out for the Lions. He said, where they practice at? They said, down the street. He walked from a bar, man, down the street, made the team, and he's in the Hall of Fame, man. Wow. Great story, man. Great the history. The history y'all getting. Great sports history in Detroit. You know the bad boys. You remember uh, Microwave and all those great mm-hmm. players. Benny the Microwave Johnson, baby. Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, and Bill Lambeer, and Rick Mahorn, all that. Anyway, Jay's from Detroit. Me, I'm from Philly. Needless to say, great history there. Eagles, Philly, Sixers. And so, you know, if you've been with us since day one, that we love sports and you know that Jason and I tend to see life often through sports. Mm-hmm. And it's in that context that we want to have a conversation by the fire tonight about the recent incident in the NBA involving Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. Yep. Those of you who might not be familiar with it, all you got to do is go to YouTube and type in Draymond Green, uh, Draymond Green video. Mm-hmm. And it's a video of the Golden State Warriors, his team playing against the Phoenix Suns. And when the ball goes in play, Draymond Green it turns around, he spins around, and his forearm mm-hmm. makes contact, direct contact with the face of another player, essentially knocking him to the ground. And Draymond Green has been suspended for that behavior indefinite. Now, for those of you who don't follow sports, you're wondering, well, who is Draymond Green? Well, he's a player for, again, the Golden State Warriors. He's been part of the Golden State Warriors' recent, what's the word, dynasty, in which they have, for the past seven or eight, for the past eight or nine years, they've been contenders in the NBA, if not outright NBA champions. And Draymond Green has developed quite a reputation for being a dirty player. And he just came off of suspension 
just came like two weeks ago. He just he was suspended for five games for putting was that Rudy Gobert, Jason, in a choco. Rudy, Rudy Gobert from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, he put another player from another team in a choco in the middle of a game, and that got him suspended for five games. So he sits out for five games, then he comes back. And then the most recent incident is this one in which he turns around and his forearm makes contact with another player's face. And this is really the third incident. Did you also mention five games after recent? Yeah, the recency is five. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And before this, I don't know if it was last year, Jason, or two years ago, he was he punched a teammate last in, year in the fate was that was that that was last year yeah it is a, they they documented there's more but they documented it over the last 14 yeah. months he's right. done some he's done some ill ish these are just these we're just sort of giving you highlights this is like the espn of draymond green's misconduct you know we folk out there you watch espn because you can't look at all the games so they got to show you highlights. That's what this is. We're just giving you highlights. So he he assaulted, he punched a teammate in the face at practice. Assaulted. You were right how you said that the oh, first time. I mean, he's out there. This is criminal behavior. Yeah, right? You you're gonna get a case, a charge. So, so these are these are just three uh three recent incidents. But if you go back even further and chronicle things that he has done throughout his career, it becomes overwhelming. So Jason, I'll I'll start it off. I'll just say this. There's a lot of people who have been complaining that the punishment of an indefinite suspension does not fit the crime. And I think it's a mistake. That would be true if this was the first incident that he's had. But the fact of the matter is, this is not the first incident that he's had. Throughout his entire career, he has developed a habit of doing things far beyond the the competitive scope of the game, right? It's one thing to get into a shouting match with a guy on another team. It's another thing to commit a hard foul on a guy from another team, but it's something else to go out of your way and physically assault people, not only on other teams, but to do so to your own teammate. Right. And and that is just unacceptable. So my point is that when you say the name Draymond Green, you bring What comes with that name is his entire history. Everything that he's ever done leading up to that moment. And that's why he's suspended indefinitely because of that history. So I think that this is justified because at some point you have to stop. At some point this becomes more destructive than constructive so i'm okay with it jay what are your thoughts 
Let's for clarity's sake, you're okay with him being suspended. Am I hearing that you're not necessarily okay with the indefinite part of it? Like, what is your clear thoughts on? I, I am, I am okay. So, okay, good. I'm glad you asked me to clarify that. Mm-hmm. I am okay with the indefinite suspension. I am okay with the indefinite suspension, uh, the indefinite part and the suspension part. Tell me why. That's that's where I'm going to go with you, and then I can kind of expound. Because, because of his history. Because this is not the first time this has happened. And because he just came back off of a five-game suspension for putting another player, an opposing player, in a chokehold. And okay. because last year, he punched his teammate in the mouth. At so, so here's my follow-up question. So he his, his greatest suspension time was this year was five years served out uh, of playing of game um, five five games served with no pay that was this year um, his latest infraction what if they came back with 10 to 15 10 to 15 days suspension no pay How, what, what would you say to that would you say that's cool that's not enough or something else needs to happen So here's the thing. There's what the NBA can do. But here at Motown Philly, we never stay on the surface. Mm -mm. Always. Yeah, that's why these questions are coming at you. So so whatever the NBA does is what they're going to do. The NBA has to protect its brand. They have to, and they have to send a message to Draymond Green that this kind of conduct will not be tolerated. And beyond that, they have to send a message to their consumers, Mm. fans who buy tickets, that this is not ice hockey. This is basketball. And, And so that's what the NBA has to do. Now, beyond the NBA... There is concern for both Draymond Green as a person mm-hmm. and for all of the people who he has assaulted in his wake. Yeah. Like this is this is I mean when we talk about compassion and understanding we have to exhibit compassion not only toward Draymond Green, but toward all the people who are fundamentally unsafe around him when he is on the basketball court, whether they be teammates or players on the opposing team. So we have to get at the level of what is causing Draymond Green to communicate in this way and how that i mean how can he now we're not neither one of us are psychologists right we we must state that so so we're not i mean what we're doing here we're basically just having a conversation about it but so i'm okay with the indefinite suspension as a whole Mm -hmm. no problem the nba has a job to do they have a brand to protect they have to and you have to have compassion not only on Draymond Green but for the people who he's assaulted 
and now the question becomes how can the nba can't nothing the nba can do in terms of suspension can address draymond green as a person draymond green has to address draymond green as a person yeah he has to believe a something is wrong with me b i can correct it and c I can go get I, I go get help and figure out how to correct it. And by help, I mean psychological help. So I think I think that's what our conversation is. Right, our conversation is deeper than whatever the NBA. Right. Is. I, I I do think this was a double-edged sword. As you kind of the way you broke that down, and I think let's just be honest: the detail uh, lies into the nuances of what we see and what. And what Draymond is actually ex- experiencing, like, is he, we believe that he's a, pr- I believe based on what I've seen and what I've, what I've heard him say that he's a very prideful man. I believe I can almost quote him on that. Um, and I think that the pride that he exhibits is part of his like persona, his basketball persona. Cause he is undersized, you know, and, and his skill level is mostly between his ears. If you know his story, the very his basketball IQ helps him to be the performer that he is. As he ages, as anyone ages, your whatever skill level physically that allowed that matched your your IQ in what you were doing, especially on the on on the ball on the basketball court, it over time. It, de- it kind of depreciates, if you will, your ability to your ability, your actual physical ability. Now he's in a conundrum because what he can do, what he can do physically doesn't match what's between his ears. And I think there's some frustrations that come from that. Uh, I, I really believe that if he thinks, Tim, if he has a problem, that might bring up more resistance. Like if if people are saying he has a problem, this is the nuance of it all, guys. If people are saying he has a problem, and mind you, a lot, the majority of people are saying he has a problem, he's going to have, there's some reckoning that has to go on with Draymond in these days and and that are, you know, that are following this particular suspension. And here's the reckoning. If he has for so long never really embraced that he has some things going on inside of him because i call what draymond has done historically even though never to this point though he just choked out somebody in so in so so many ways on his last offense now hitting someone in the face i call what he what he is doing just on face value sort of reactions right so if he gets offended or something happens to a point where he doesn't like it he now reacts in a way that is hyper aggressive and it's almost a response. And if you ask him, especially on this last one, he's at, he's acting as if it wasn't intentional. And for me, I'm, I'm going to have to I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt of it not being intentional. So my thought goes to why is his uh, why is his act to defend himself, so to speak, in his eyes? Why does that turn to a uh, immediate reflexive aggression to defend like he, Draymond is the only one in the league 
he's not the only one in the league be, body being manipulated during the course of play being you know being pushed or controlled or touched or put or pulled but he wants to act he wants to act with aggression like there's a reason why his reflex is aggressive over over the years to it to now it's got to a point where everyone is saying this is an obvious problem draymond green and this is something in which we're talking about where he's going to now have to start along with the league's um uh encouragement to start dealing with something that he might not have had to deal with before so this is where we're going guys this not dealing with something that he probably hasn't dealt with before is starting to have that open communication with himself because everyone is saying based on a body of work that tim has just laid out that yo bro your actions aren't cool your actions are not just not cool they're not normal in this workspace called the professional basketball association national basketball association called the nba like even when kevin durant stands up gets behind the podium and a microphone and says he needs help that used to be his his former teammate and and actually teammate who he's won two championships with when someone's when tim starts saying telling jason you need help consistently or because i have done something i need to i need to somewhere somehow start looking inward and this is what we're talking about tim like we're talking about yo what is going on inside of me that's allowing these i don't know what you outbursts aggressive outbursts seemingly let's call it reflexive because some people say say that his actions are are just kind of a re are reflexive and some of his uh, some people say that his actions are often always intentional regardless of what it is draymond has to do a deep dive inside of himself to start have having these conversations with himself as to why the hell out of 429 players over a span of i think the last egregious act similar to this was ron artesk uh with james harden in 2013 ish that actually got him suspended for seven games like what draymond is doing is unprecedented based on the based on the violence if you will that he's demonstrating and he's always the one so here's where we're, we're going guys is that what conversations does draymond need to start having with himself because everyone is implicating him as the as having a an issue and a problem and i do believe too that there are some conversations that draymond has to start having with himself to then now hold himself accountable for what he has been doing tim your thoughts bro well i i'll, I'll say a couple things jason first and foremost uh, Draymond Green is not entitled to the benefit of any doubt. Not anymore. No. At all. Mm -hmm. And I don't, to me, there is no doubt that this latest incident that got him suspended indefinitely was intentional. Mm. If he truly did not intend to that 
other opposing player in the face with his Nurkic. Mm-hmm. Or you pointed this out to me before we started recording that when you really genuinely do something like that and hit somebody in such a vulnerable place as their face by accident, almost immediately you have your reflex is the total opposite of what Draymond Green's reflex is when he feels somebody has slighted him. Mm. In other words, it's a reflex of, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's a reflex that's apologetic. It's a reflex that's contrite. It's a reflex that's compassionate. Remorseful. Remorseful and caring. And I saw none of that from Draymond Green. So I don't give him the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't intentional. I absolutely think it was intentional. Mm. That being said, beyond that, the NBA, the NBA can make him go to therapy. Mm. I, I do not think he will be allowed back on a professional basketball court or be allowed to rejoin the team until he has a some record proven record of a certain amount of therapy sessions for anger management and the NBA can make him do that and the NBA almost has to make him do that to protect their brand but to your point Jason nothing is going to change until Draymond Green decides that enough is enough. Let me add a little spice to that, Chick. What happens when the world calls out a black man and says he has anger management problems? What would it what is that what does that trigger in you? Like Stephen A. Smith talked about it today. Like he in general has a a bad taste in his mouth when, you know, when culture, white culture predominantly says, hey, he needs anger management or he needs to control those. Like, what does that do? Now, not absolving Draymond at all. However, this is a public figure we're talking about. And 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 I, too, on some level, think believe that Draymond n- needs to have some type of management. Like, come on. We see, like, but what does that do in general when you see a black man who happens to be whether 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 a popular figure or not in a way somehow acting out when someone can be someone says hey he needs anger management issues like what is that what do you think what's your knee-jerk reaction or what's your what's your what's your thoughtful reaction about because that's i think that's a sensitive topic well i'm gonna answer that question on the other side of this break because we got to talk about stay tuned y'all we coming right back to it don't even worry about it we got to talk about entrepreneurs, Jason. Yeah. Entrepreneurs have real needs. They have real financial needs as they try to grow and develop their businesses. And we here at the Motown Philly podcast want you to know that we want you to grow with us. You're trying to get the word out there about your business. You're trying to expand your market share. You want people to know what you do and how well you do it. Come on and advertise with us here at the Motown Philly Podcast. We have three very affordable 
advertising packages available to you, just go ahead and send us an email at Motown Philly Community. That's Motown Philly Community, all one word, Motown Philly Community at gmail.com. Motown Philly Community at gmail.com. We have listeners here at the Motown Philly Podcast, coast to coast in the United States, from New York, Los Angeles, several places in between. We also have a listenership that's growing in Europe, in the UK, and and in, even in Africa. So please continue to grow with us. And if you really want your business to grow, come on and advertise with the Motown Philly Podcast. Send us an email and we will certainly get back to you with a price list of all of our advertising and we guarantee you we will produce a high quality commercial for you that we will run here on our motown philly podcast and it's affordable and it will be of great use to you as you try to grow your business one more time send us an email at motown philly community motown philly community all one word at gmail.com that's motown philly community at gmail.com come grow with us let's grow together advertise motown philly podcast true true well jason here we are back in the saddle Mm -hmm. and the question that you have raised is and you can correct me if i'm wrong to push back on my point that the nba will probably make him go to anger management, get some sort of anger management therapy. Your pushback on that was what are the implications of that for the visibility of black men? What kind of visibility does that sort of discipline portray Mm -hmm. say about black men generally? And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it doesn't say anything other than that one black man, Draymond Green, has a problem. That's what it says. The NBA is what, 85, 80, at least 80% black? Mm-hmm. How many black men you got in the NBA that don't act like Draymond Green? A whole lot of them. Now, what the history of white supremacy does is it puts a burden on every individual black person not to embarrass the rest of us. Mercy. Because we know that if one black person does something wrong, those deeds are going to be imputed to every other black person and white people are going to say, see, see, told y'all, look. Never mind the fact that Steph Curry, his teammates, you know, I mean, what, Joel Embiid, you got, oh, you go all, LeBron, LeBron James, all up and down the NBA, every roster, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Dame Dollar, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland. I mean, I'm just naming superstar players, right? Mm -hmm. But most of the overwhelming majority of these players are black men right 
and they don't act like that. So what this says to me is that I don't think, I think Stephen A. Smith has a point in that it, it's going to look bad, right? Mm-hmm. But let's understand something, Jason. And this is the part that I never understood. And I don't want to go off on on this, this tangent either. I never understood the comparisons of professional sports in the United States to chattel slavery. And the reason I never understood the comparisons is one glaring difference. Professional athletes get paid a lot of money. They get paid a lot of money. Slaves got paid zero. Mm -hmm. These players get paid a lot of money to play this game. These players live lives that most black people can only dream of. Most of the people, very few of the people who go to NBA games live the lifestyle that NBA players live. Listen, let me say this. I'm interject. You this should be another podcast because I I can you and I can continue to go because I think you 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 side on the fact that there's no difference. I would side on the fact that there is a there or you that the distinctions aren't the same. Um and I would still I would side on the fact that they are the same. As much money as those black Americans make, um the people like they create an economy for so many people to eat off of them still and even those who own owners who they make even they make infinite more money to the economy to the overall economy to what's being created off these guys if you're if your millions are counted as ten dollars and their billions are counted as hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars like your ten dollars is not it doesn't really do anything to and it's only a couple like you said you're not helping the the black economy as you're just helping individual you are helping 400 people maybe 300 people in a community or in a country of millions so that i think this is a great conversation but i think i don't want us to leave draymond over here on the side of the road I'm not leaving Draymond. I'm just, I'm just going to, the fact that there are owners who make way more money than the players, that doesn't make it any more like slavery, but we can pick that up. I would love to. The point is that when it comes to Stephen A. Smith's point, yeah, is Draymond Green going to make people look bad? Yeah, but you can't blame the NBA for that. You got to blame Draymond Green for that. Mm Mm-hmm. That you, we, we as a black community, we ought to be more annoyed with Draymond Green than we are annoyed with any disciplinary measures enforced on him from the NBA. Let's let's look at what let's look at what we're what we're talking about. Because of Draymond Green's lack of of healthy communication, he's creating a lot of disconnection, if you will. And also some disruption of the community by how he's portraying himself. Like it start, it does start inward, bro. It, it does. And most of the, listen, man, Steph Curry, LeBron James, 
Giannis Antetokounmpo, these guys are heroes, man. My man in Philly, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey. I mean, these are players that people love, and they're all black men, and they all play the game at a high level. But I watched the Sixers and the Wizards last night, or the other night, and and listen, Tyrese Maxey gets hard fouls, but he don't get up and, and slide nobody, right? I mean, because they understand it's all part of the game. So as you pointed out earlier, look, he has a problem because his first reaction is a violent one. Mm -hmm. And that's an internal problem that I'm not qualified to diagnose. You're not qualified to die. I mean, it's, hey, he needs the help of a mental health professional. And I just want to underscore this point for, for the people out there that like to stereotype and cherry pick one instance, understand that well over, I'm going to guess well over 80% of the players in the NBA are black men and they don't act like that. <laughs> I mean, LeBron James don't act like that. No, he, he don't. I mean, so, and it ain't just LeBron James. Yeah. Right? The dude on the end of the bench that we don't even know. <laughs> he don't act like that. <laughs> no, he don't, they don't act like that. Yeah. They don't behave that way. So, so yeah, but I mean, Stephen A's right. I mean, it's, it's always going to look bad. You know, but years ago, I think it was almost 30 years ago, when Colin Ferguson, the black man, he got on the he got on the train in Long Island, man, and started shooting white people. Mm. He shot and killed some ungodly amount of people, man, on the train. Mm. And I mean, it's wrong. I mean, you know, it's a lot of black people take public transportation every day, man. Detroit, Philly, all over the all over the country. It's a lot of black people who's mad at the state mm -hmm. of affairs in the world, who live in the same world as Colin Ferguson, but they ain't out there shooting nobody. I mean, yeah. at point we have to say to the individual, listen, you have, there's a problem with the way that you are communicating that is alienating you and preventing you from building a, con a healthy connection and therefore contributing to the well-being of the community. Because mm. what Draymond Green, what Draymond Green's actions are doing is that they are fueling a stereotype that will cause communication, connection, and community to break down. down. And, and it's not good. John Don, the poet, uh, once wrote, no man is an island entire of himself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. And then later in the poem, he said, any man's death diminishes me because I'm involved in mankind. Therefore, never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. King once said, we're caught together in an inescapable network of mutuality and tied together in a single garment of destiny. What affects one directly affects all indirectly, right? Mm -hmm. So all sort of connected to Draymond Green in a certain kind of way. And, and we have to come to understand and appreciate that. And there's a, 
there's just a lot of work to be done and the work has to be done by him. But meanwhile, there are people in his orbit who the NBA has to protect from him. And that's sad. Yeah. Um, I think I, I'm hearing you say at the end of the day, when it comes to what has transpired as we talk about communication, connection and community, like this problem that Draymond has, the dealing of it starts with him. The The NBA can create an environment for him and even mandate for him to get some, go get some work done. Go to handle this, whether it's an anger management, whether it's a psychotherapist or whether it's whatever ptsd trauma related circumstance who knows we can all speculate but the point is it starts with draymond's acknowledgement that hey something is wrong number two it starts with his ability to then start doing the work and for you and i and the purposes of this podcast there is a type of consistent communication that draymond has to be come has to awaken inside of him in order that he starts to understand his behaviors aren't aren't normal for the environment that yo if draymond was an mma fighter or a boxer or a wrestler i saw a clip on social media of draymond doing many of his tactics bro i should send this to you guys um or to you tim many of his tactics on the floor there was there was a video game survey of him choking out um a player of him turning around and slapping a player of him stomping a play they were all wrestling moves buddy. like if he did that in another in that environment it's totally appropriate but what he's doing in this environment is inappropriate behavior and it starts with him to start to create language and communication with himself to learn that that should not take place and this is my point it's nuances inside of this that won't absolve draymond from doing what he's doing because he can eat like like tim has stated he can easily say i intended to do this or i didn't intend to do it i'm gonna say he didn't so he can do the work and if he did he still needs if he if these things were intentional he still needs to do the work as to say why am i doing this behavior why it starts there tim it, it could be jason that he has reached a level of unconscious competence with the way he reacts totally totally if he is practicing this as you say this video document then he is actually incorporating this behavior as part of his craft and he is trying to perfect it see because here's the thing we can do a lot of things intentionally, but unconsciously. I want that to rest for a moment. Mm -hmm. Let it breathe. Let that breathe. Say that again. 
you can do things intentionally, but unconsciously. Take breathing, for example. You're not even conscious of the fact that you breathe, but you go to take in a breath and you can't, and it's all going to be all kinds of problems, right? So if you think about what he has done in terms of practicing these kinds of behaviors, Jason and I always talk about the, the scale of confidence, right? You can be, if you don't know how to behave in a violent way, then you are unconsciously competent. Mm -hmm. So somebody knocks you over and you just get up and say, oh, sorry, man, you know, right? Which is the way normal players act. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you can because say, wait a minute, I gotta, I gotta clap back. So now you become consciously incompetent. Then mm -hmm. you work on it and make videos about working on it. And now all of a sudden he's reached a level of conscious competence. And if you do that for so long, now all of a sudden your first reaction is violence without even thinking about thinking. it. Thinking. Mm, yeah. He has become unconsciously competent with unacceptable behavior. behavior with dangerous behavior. You see how powerful that scale is? Man, these wings are so tasty. <laughs> Just enjoying these wings. Matter of fact, pass that garlic parmesan. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Some more cranberry juice. Yeah. Oh, but Jay, I mean, do you feel what I'm saying there? Yeah. Uh, and it kind of goes to my point. Like, like I don't think like, I think he's in so much of a zone as to not do the right thing. That's what makes it reflect. Like, I didn't, I don't think he had time to think, I'm about to hit this dude. Like, I was going to say something else. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to hit this. I'm about to hit this dude. Like, I just don't think he, I don't think that, because I don't think it was enough time for him to say, I'm about to hit this dude. I just think he's out here wilding because he's in this mode of behavior that has been enriched and practiced and not curtailed or like he's been enabled because let's let's just call it what it is steve kerr and that whole regime uh from from joe lakeham i know he's not the gm anymore but the 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 owner and even even Steph Curry is complicit in taking advantage of the edge because the edge is a real thing. The edge, as far as um, Draymond's persona, Draymond is the he's the heavy, if you will. Draymond is the is he's the he's the muscle of the team like and they need that and they have had that to win. He's the enforcer. And if we if we scale him down. Even though he's edgy, sometimes he can get attacked. Sometimes he can get ejected. But if we tell him to stop being edgy, because and we all know he needs it. And if we don't allow, if we if we continue to feed the beast, which was getting which has been getting bigger, they didn't know the beast was gonna come out the cage and not be able to go back in, chick. Now that's him practicing his conscious competence of being a heavy, right? Now 
when he now when he gets challenged, he goes onto a level of unconscious competence where he just black he choking he choking dudes out. You know, man, he, he someone maneuvering him and he's slapping them down. Like, bro, what you who created this? And and here's the thing. If that's what's going on, and if the team is exploiting his misconduct to give themselves a competitive edge, then there's a radical responsibility for the team and for an environment that encourages this level of unhealthy dysfunction. Mm. I'm all for a good basketball game, man. I don't listen as a basketball fan. I hate that the scores, the finals are 132 to 128. Mm-hmm. I remember in the 90s, yeah. Jordan was mm-hmm. Chicago played Miami when Miami had Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway Sr. And man, the final score would be 79, 79, 70. Uh-huh. You know, I, I mean, I, they, these were great defensive games, man. And the fouls were harder. Look, I'm all about that. But you can't, I mean, listen, have wanting to have a competitive edge is one thing, but you can't plan for that edge to be go out and cold cock somebody on but, the, the Yeah, the thing is, they put it all on him. It wasn't a team persona. It's like you go act a fool. Right. You- and, and that's, and that is, that's immoral, right? <laughs> that is just flat out immoral. So, and I mean, and a lot, listen, a lot of guys may think, oh, well, you know, I take one, for, I take it for the team. I, yeah, so what if I lose money? Draymond Green will probably never be able to spend all the money that he's made in the NBA. Right. And he's not even the most popular dude on his team. Right. I mean, he ain't getting paid. He, I don't think he makes nowhere near what Steph Curry makes. They said, I heard it today. He makes 21, 20 K, 20 mil a year. And Steph makes 60. Right. So yeah, they, running, and that's not including Steph's endorsement. Steph is running laps around Draymond. And Draymond still can't spend all his money in a lifetime. <laughs> what I'm saying, man. I mean, how much of an affront is is Draymond Green acting like this with a twenty million dollar a year salary when there's people who come to the game that come from communities like the one he comes from in Saginaw, Michigan, that are sacrificing to get tickets just to sit in the nosebleed section. And then you mm. go and it costs you a thousand dollars for a hot dog and a and a coke, right? And you go to the game, you get some nachos. I mean, you got darn near take out a mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to have a good time at the game. And so at some point, man, these players have to appreciate, A, they have to appreciate the lives that they are able to live relative to the communities that they come from, man. Jake, let me ask you this question. What do you think? about the nature versus nurture and and what happened to Draymond. Draymond, yo, he came from the D, bro. He, I mean, he came from Saginaw, which is very much like Detroit. Some rough streets in Saginaw. Just go ask Darvin Ham and things. And if you know about his story and things that he's seen and saw. Um, Let me tell you this. My brother was chief of police in Saginaw, Michigan. Oh. My brother was chief of police in Saginaw, Michigan from 19... 19- to 2000 
I never knew. Bro, you know, yo, y'all, I've known Tim for almost 20 years. Has it been 20? It's been a minute. And and we talk all things Philly and De- in Detroit or Michigan. And you still learning about your boy. I'm still learning. We've been friends for 16, going on 17 years, man. This spring, spring of 24 will be 17 years we've known each other. But my older brother was chief of police in Saginaw, Michigan, man. For four years, from 96 to 2000. And I remember, I mean, Draymond may have been, I don't know, he may have been just a little kid growing up, you know, when my brother was there. But I remember my brother talking to me about, you know, the, the, the homicide rate. And as soon as he got there, he got no sooner did he get sworn in, then they got a bunch of gangs they trying to get off the street, working with federal task forces to deal with all kind of, listen, man. So, but my point, and that underscores my point even more, right? I mean, if you make it out of a community like that, it would seem to me that your top priority, one of your one of your top priorities ought to be to say, you know what, man? I'm gonna make sure that this community is is uplifted and not embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm gonna make sure that the people from this community that can't afford to see me play could at least take pride in my behavior when I'm out there playing. And so I, I don't know, man. I was, listen, I'm sure Draymond Green does a lot of good things. Yeah, I want to say that. Unity he came from. He does a lot of good things. But sometimes one, sometimes a small amount of bad acts can overcome other good acts. Yeah. Like a mountain of good acts. A mountain of good acts can be dismantled, right? By bad ones. And I mean, I'm sure Draymond Green has probably flown a bunch of the Boys and Girls Club in Saginaw, if there is one, or the Police Athletic League. He's probably had those kids come to the games when they play Detroit, you know. He, he probably buys up a whole section and lets the kids sit there and watch the game with their parents or whatever. So I'm sure he does a lot of good things, but it's more than just that, right? Uh-huh. It, it's just the good things that you do in terms of philanthropy and the way you look out for the folks where you come from. Because an integral part of looking out for the people where you've come from is representing those people well. And sure. I think I think that's just as much of a part of it as all the good things that I'm sure he does for the folks in his community. So so Jay, listen, as we prepare to land this plane, what are you what's your what's your considered assessment of the Draymond Green situation and what it says to us? about communication, connection, and community, not only in terms of what has happened throughout Draymond's career, but what most recently has happened in this incident just a few days ago? Um, Good question, Tim. To try and make it a little, you know, to give a summary, you know, it's unfortunate of his actions because his inability to really understand himself through communicating and asking himself, you know, 
is my behavior appropriate at the in the many different historical um egregious acts where he i mean Draymond. let's just let's be plain we haven't mentioned the fact that draymond is number two all time of ejections right behind my guy uh rasheed wallace um and it must be stated that rasheed wallace who played for my detroit pistons in the early 2000s he got ejected a lot um in his years of playing over 10 10 years or so maybe 12 or 13 way, and i could just say this jay real quick mm-hmm. wallace is from north philly Philly born and raised graduate of Simon Gratz High School, coached in high school by the legendary Bill Ellerby, who used to coach at Belfield Recreation Center at 21st and Chew, man, right around the corner from my house. Listen, listen, there's good, there is good juju, if you will, that comes between, that comes, that like correlates between the cities of philly and detroit like we make good like good things happen when these two cities connect and uh tim and i are an example of that <laughs> the relationship I'm sorry about that, oh man i love it i love it for examples of that relationship really props, man. yeah man but the thing is like i'll just say this about my guy um rasheed he his ejections and his run-ins with technical fouls and all the money he's accrued over that time are never because he was hitting on somebody. It's just because he had he had a potty mouth and he would go at the ref, and then they they wouldn't take it. It was all it was all bark, but it wasn't no bite. Yo, Draymond's out here barking and biting on folks. So, what's what's my summation? Yo, Dre, yo, we know that what you're doing has been creating a disconnect uh, that starts that starts with the communication or the lack thereof of you just looking inward and holding yourself accountable and asking yourself hard questions, having hard conversations because the behaviors that are coming from the within are spilling over outside the communication or lack thereof from the inside and the accountability isn't really, I think, listen, Draymond's a very intelligent dude. Uh, I just think that communication is and how we deal with our stuff is nuanced and you we can hide from ourselves in very slick and finessed type ways and i think uh as as all the work and all the good that draymond has done he's hidden from himself in in certain communication aspects of just being real with himself and that has created a disconnect um the connection that he that he desires and wants that we all desire and want isn't really translating over right now because of the stuff that he's going like there's a consensus that with almost everybody that what he's done has done is his wrong and it has no place in the nba so now therefore is disrupting the community that's around him i'm sure he still yes has supporters and things of that nature so i mean that's this that's that's what we've seen and without knowing draymond or sitting down and having that discussion i I just believe that the lack of ability to to have the convert the tough conversation to figure out what's going on on the inside is spewing out to disconnect on the outside and it's disrupting the NBA community and even fans as we watch. We're all tired of this, but we don't want to see this. And and I never gave a consensus my thought about this, about the sentence, if you will, or the punishment. Um, I think the punishment is still in progress, 
but i agree with the indefiniteness because it's, it's i don't think we should put a label on yo you get 10 games or 15 games because that for me kind of helps to to continue the same narrative like we'll just punish you and then maybe hopefully and those you'll learn your lesson no it's deeper than that and i think this is a a genius move if you will by the 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 powers that be in the nba uh adam stern joe dumars and all those people who made decision like what are we going to do about this and it wasn't give him a number it was give him a period to sit out and think and work about like yo you there is a problem bro and it's not we're not going to give you 25 30 15 games we're going to give you we're going to come up with some solutions and this is new age stuff for me like yeah indefinite you it could be the whole year the whole rest of the year bro but you we gotta fit you hurting people like tim said it's not just you that got a problem you giving problems to other people because you laying hands and you kicking them and you choking them like all these things are worthy of assault you if you were doing this in the streets you would be in jail or at least for a night and have a bail like this behavior ain't cool bro this is not this is not wrestling so um what do we do like we hope we hope the best for dre and and figuring out hopefully he opens like opens up that communication pathway to start doing some some inner some inner work to start creating a fluid line of communication on all parts of who he is so that he can start creating some real bonding connections let me just say this one thing and i'll let you go yeah if you guys were watching basketball last night Giannis, he inadvertently or maybe maybe he did it on purpose because you just you you're in the moment and um this one point guard from the indiana pacers kind of walked he scored or dunked and he walked Giannis's way and Giannis had a had a knee-jerk reaction and he kind of bowled him in the chest and your boy Halliburton fell down. He was like, what? And they caught a foul. And they they gave Giannis a tech because it was everyone saw it. And your boy, I don't know if he flopped or whatever, but he just bowled them. And, and Giannis is a big boy. He fell down. The guy was like, and then Giannis was like, what do I do? I barely touched this dude. I chicken winged him and he's on the ground. But you know what? Giannis in that moment, he noticed that even though he did do it, whether it was intentional or not, he thought your boy was a little stronger. Yo, he came to Halliburton was like, yo, he gave him almost a hug and embraced him was like, yo, man, my bad. I did that to you, but I really ain't mean to do all that to you. Like, I'm sorry, my bad. Yo, like Draymond needs to get to that point to understand, like, yo, you got to treat humans a little bit better than we used to treat humans. Like this, this is not the days of the bad boy piston. You, you can't just slam people on the ground and walk away. You can't, you can't be like, like, uh, Kevin McHale clotheslining, uh, um, was it Kurt Kurt Rambis like and walk away like it, it ain't that no more, bro. So I got love for Dre. He's from he's from Michigan. Man, you mentioned Joe Dumars, great great players on that Detroit Pistons team, <laughs> coached by the legendary Chuck Daly. Yeah, former assistant coach for the Philadelphia 76ers 1982-83 championships team, man, with Moses Malone, man. Mm. Mm. Oh, man. Great, Look, great history there. Listen, connection. Teddy Pendergrass, speaking of Philly, Philly connections here in Motown and Detroit. Teddy Pendergrass wrote a song a long time ago, man, called You Can't Hide From Yourself. Mm. Every where you go, 
there you are. Mm-hmm. And at some point, Draymond Green got to confront himself. That's what we all about here at Motown Philly. Jason just said it, and I think that that I need to re- we need to reinforce that here as we close out this episode because if you're not communicating, connecting, and in community with yourself, you will not be in communication, connection, and community. Say that, chick. Say that. Talk that talk, bro. You are not. If Draymond don't sit down and figure out how am I talking to myself? Mm. What kind of am I lying to myself, bro? Lying to yourself gets you in trouble. We be thinking like we don't want people to lie to other like you lie so much to me and to him and to her. Bro, you lie to yourself. Boy, let me tell you something. The worst lies you can have as I pick up this last lemon pepper wing, man. I got my eye on that slice of pizza over there left in the box. Man, as I look you can you can the lies that we tell ourselves are the easiest lies to believe because we trust ourselves more than we trust others we always got given a side eye to somebody else but we almost never give the side eye to ourselves Kierkegaard, danish philosopher said the self is a relation that relates itself to itself Stop it. Stop it, Tim. Deal with yourself, Draymond, because if you don't, my brother, you're not communicating, connecting, and you don't if you don't have community with yourself that is healthy, you can you there's no way you can have healthy community with others. So I hope listen, I'm all about compassion. Yeah. I don't I don't want y'all to leave this podcast thinking that we're coming down hard on Draymond. I'm all about compassion. I'm all about having compassion for him, but I'm also having all about having compassion for the people who are impacted by his behavior. So I, I just hope that he's able to get it all together. Remember, folks, I'm just I'm about to lick my I'm about to lick that buffalo sauce off my off my fingers in just a second, y'all. Let me just tell y'all, man communicate connect and have community with yourself and then your communication connection and community with others will make for a better world than it was when you found it jay tell the good people where they can find you man that was good chick that was good chick you guys can find me on instagram at at the com- the i was gonna say the communication coach at the speaker's mechanic and you guys can look for me on instagram that's where i hang out the most instagram at the speaker's mechanic and you can also find me on linkedin uh, i am jason hall your communication skills coach i coach and uh, mentor professionals and business people alike in their careers and in their place of enterprise that they might be great communicators we're talking about voice tim bigs up my uh, and i appreciate him for that he bigs up the book that i wrote you guys can find it a vocal owner's manual on um, amazon i help with vocal uh, quality vocal health also help with uh, confidence and speaking to your audience uh, you have a client avatar you're trying to communicate your your service your product 
My job is to help you communicate to them well, whether you're speaking in front of people or whether you're on social media or whether you're just trying to start a podcast. My job is to help you vocalize and articulate the way you want to because you've been having difficulty with it. Tim, where can we find you, my guy? Thanks, Jay. Listen, y'all need to go ahead and get that book of vocal owners manual. And y'all also need to book Jason to coach you up on how to be the best communicator that you can be. Don't sleep. Don't sleep on Jason's coaching. It's rich and it's real. So listen, folks, y'all can find me on Instagram at a good golden man. You can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter at DRTJ Golden ESQ and Last but not least, you can find me on Facebook at Tim Golden. Three things in life are certain, death taxes, and I'm the only black man in Walla Walla named Tim Golden. I guarantee it. Take that check to the bank, baby, because you didn't get paid. Listen, we will be back next week with season two, episode 14 of the Motown Philly podcast. Until then, y'all, happy holidays. Love each other. Be good to each other. But remember... It's hard. I don't want to say hard. It's not really possible to love each other and be good to each other if you don't love yourself and be good to yourself. Self is a means to the greater end of loving others. All right, y'all. Listen, until next week, we are out of here like Vladimir. Peace.